welcome to Paradigms on WBKM. This is episode number 114, Sunday, April 22nd, 2012. 
Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Paradigms here. Happy to be with you tonight. My name is Baruch. I'm your host. And uh, really happy to be with you tonight to help celebrate Earth Day. Tony was just talking about it, and I'm sure we've all been thinking about it, hopefully, or seeing some mention of it at least. So we're going to just play some Earth Day music and hear from some folks today who are doing some cool Earth-based stuff. Ah, it's raining tonight in Burlington, April 22nd. Wow. Just saw a crazy auto accident happen. Uh, someone who probably was not doing so well. I don't know if they were intoxicated or what, but hopefully uh, we'll turn out okay. Just makes me think about the level of disturbance, you know, that we experience sometimes in life and in modern modern life especially. And uh, great way to really connect and heal from that kind of stuff is to connect with the earth. I was thinking today about uh, when I was a kid and going outside and just that was where I wanted to be. So Earth Day. I also have a special guest in the studio tonight. My friend Maya is here and she's done some amazing things and been to some amazing places and she's going to talk to us about sailing on the Atlantic and things she's seen. So that's going to be lots of fun. And also, Pika and Jonathan have uh, interviewed them earlier this week and hear about what they're doing. So interesting stuff, good stuff, and, of course, lots of music. Go to the uh, Paradigms website if you'd like to see some links to uh, some Earth education activities. These links will be up later tonight. Uh, and that's paradigms.bz. So with no further ado, let's get into some more music. This one is from uh, uh, Rodney Crowell. It's called Earthbound. I just can't stand it Oh, I must admit I made out like a bandit Last night's conversation With a real good friend of mine Drinking wine, wine, wine Said 50 years of living And your worst mistakes forgiven Just take time, time, time One man's lust to light brain's world now Next guy can't get you feet off the ground He's earthbound Earthbound Hear the wind through the tops of the trees Earthbound Summer sun in a 90 degree Earthbound Big old second down Think I might stick around Earthbound She had all the dyes and all its skin and long black hair. She was Irish, Spanish, mixed breed. I was Southeast Texas, AC. We were all most there. Her daddy did not like my kind of well. 
is John Anderson with Whale Watching from an album called Earth Mother Earth. Pretty amazing music and whale sounds in there. And before that, Rodney Crowell with Earthbound. Ah, whale watching. Well, I'd like to introduce you to my friend Maya. Hi, Maya. Hi, Baruch. It's nice to be here. So, um, you asked me to come and speak a little bit about my sailing adventures. Yes. Tell us a tale. Well, let me tell you, since it is Earth Day, I'd just like to share one of the things that I find about being on on the sea. And I've really been blessed because um, I'm a galley wench. And basically what that means is I can care for the crew and I can make bread in 12-foot seas. And I'm pretty good at it and I I like it a lot. so I have had a few opportunities over the past few years to to do some serious sailing from um, usually South Carolina down to Jamaica, and I've been to Cuba and um, many, many islands in the Bahamas, and more recently through the Bermuda Triangle to the other side. And, well, the stories you hear about the Bermuda Triangle, they're true. They're very, very true. Um, But one of the things I think that I really love the most about being at sea, and I've been thinking about it on this Earth Day, is that when you are on the water and the only thing you can see are like the stars and the sky is like black velvet with like diamonds and it's so vast and sometimes you can't see land and you can just, the sound of the, the wind and the sails and through the rigging is like, it's like the breath of the mother and the, the sea is like this giant bowl of amniotic fluid that just rocks you in, in, in this like cradle of just bliss and it's, it's fabulous and it's quiet. It's so quiet and, um, peaceful and the sea life is amazing too because like sea turtles I don't know if you know this but on a full moon or when there's a big moon as sea turtles come close to the surface they shut they light up in this bright blue light it's it's quite amazing that or the it's the aliens I'm not exactly (laughs) sure what I believe this week but um it's it's just spectacular thing to do and I feel really really blessed that I've been able to do that in my life I don't see a whole lot more trips like that but I'm really grateful that I've got to do that I've done it I've seen it sounds life-changing ah. person-changing it was it was still is <laughs> thank you yeah thank you all right let's get into some more music here let's see what have I got queued up for you now okay well you know I kind of play this guy almost every week because I think he's just an incredible person, an incredible musician, and he's a Vermonter. And this is a song by Derek Jordan called Standing Prayer. You're listening to Paradigms on WBKM. Thank you. 
This is a standing prayer for the oceans and the air, for the mountains and the trees, for the frogs, the birds, the bees. Every creature, every stone sings to me. This is my home, Mother Earth, Father Sky. This is a standing prayer that I may become aware of my essence and my core, of the ones who came before. Who are here within my cells and their spirits round me dwell Make me worthy in their eyes Oh, grant me joy, peace and love all my days But most of all, may I learn what it means to live me track to yourself this is a standing prayer for the ones afraid to dare, for the broken and the shamed. May they find the one to blame, and the ones who cannot sing, and the ones who lost their wings, they forgot how to fly.
Mother Earth from Walela. Really beautiful, poignant song, beautifully sung. And Standing Prayer from Derek Jordan from Touch the Earth. Great, great music. Wonderful person. And I always appreciate Derek's music and the things he does in the world. Well, uh, we've got a couple of guests now. Uh, just like to introduce them by asking you to think about what's the wildest when i say wild i mean wild as in wilderness out in the wild what's the wildest thing you've ever done or ever even wanted to do these are my friends pika and jonathan in celebration of earth day on paradigms tonight we have a couple of earthians here a couple of people from the planet earth and they're doing some cool stuff and Love for you to meet them and hear about what they're doing. Would you mind introducing yourselves? My name's Pika. And I'm Jonathan. You're both from Planet Earth and you're doing a bunch of things on Planet Earth. What are you doing? At this moment, uh, I'm trimming up a bunch of birch bark that we collected off of downed trees, which we're going to weave into um, different kinds of food storage containers, bike panniers, and uh, baskets. Wow. What else are you up to? Well, so far this spring, we have tried to get out and harvest a couple different wild foods. We've been digging up burdock root, harvesting a lot of dandelion greens, wild onions, been eating trout lilies, and uh, what else? Spring beauty flowers, harvesting basswood buds. Um, whatever's coming up that we know is good to eat, we've been trying to get out and find. And how did you get into doing this? Why are you doing this? I guess it started for me a long time ago when I was little. I spent a lot of my childhood in the woods building shelters and trying to figure out what it would actually take to be able to really to live out there. And then when I was 17, I took part in a six-month expedition with a program called CROCA, and that's where I learned a lot of these more skills that would actually allow me to do that. So I learned a lot about making stuff from natural materials and identifying wild edibles and building shelters that you could actually stay in. Probably about eight, eight years ago or so, I was involved pretty intensely in um, doing radical environmental activism. And through that community, I kind of became aware that like there was this set of skills that existed that you could kind of use to not just philosophically, but actually, like physically, bring yourself closer to your bioregion and get like your, some of your food and some of your sustenance and out of where you lived, and also kind of a a much deeper and broader spiritual connection to that place. And so that kind of started me dabbling in identifying plants and finding out which ones were good to eat. It's kind of just snowballed since then. Well, that, that's a good segue into why. I mean, you can get everything you need at the grocery store, right? You can get food that will sustain you. It's really different to actually understand where something has come from, from its actual source. Uh, for instance, going out and knowing what um, what ecosystem to look for something in and then knowing where to find it and digging it up and understanding the, its entire life cycle. Um, and the same goes for hunting. All of these skills require like a deeper understanding of each ecosystem and what's going on there and what you're going to find where. Um, and I've spent a lot of time doing this work with kids now and for me it's a really important step in making sure that 
the next generation has some basic understanding of, of their natural world and what's around them. Not just so that they can go out and find something that they can eat, but so that they understand this deeper connection that we still have to the place that we come from. Because there's a totally different feeling in going out and finding food somewhere and bringing it home than going to the store and buying, you know, strawberries that are wrapped in plastic that came from Mexico or California. I think for me it's like there are two parts to it. One is this really kind of analytical ecological perspective where I think of like what is the what is the most sustainable way that I can live in this place and um, for that I do, I do draw a lot of inspiration from traditional peoples, um, hunter-gatherer peoples, like seeing uh, the really amazing and brilliant ways that they were able to manage and manipulate their landscapes to get food and shelter out of them with a real minimum of work and a lot of time for building community and building culture. And so there's this really like, kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's almost like I look at it in terms of efficiency and this makes a lot of sense to me in terms of that. And then there also is like what you were talking about, Pika, there's this this thing that just feels so good about going out into a wild place and knowing that you could be part of it in some way. Like when I've grown vegetables in a garden, I feel really connected to that plot of land and that particular bit of soil. But when I go out into the woods or out into abandoned fields or uh, along a river and I find things that I can eat there, it makes me feel like I'm connected to this whole broader landscape and that's a really awesome feeling. What is it about your life about being. We'll be hearing the second part of my conversation with Jonathan and Pika in a little bit. More music now. Here's Steel Pulse on Paradigms.
Wow. Give me love. Give me peace on earth. I know you know the song. Fantastic George Harrison song. Really wonderful performance by Marissa Monte, who is a Brazilian woman. Uh, check out just Marissa Monte, M-O-N-T-E. Give her a, a Google or something. Wow. Really uh, did a great job with that. We also heard Michael Jackson before that with Earth Song. And I have to say, you know, I feel like in some ways Michael Jackson doesn't really get the proper respect in the sort of granola, hippie, lefty, liberal, white people world. But, you know, he was a brilliant person who contributed incredibly to our culture and and was sacrificed in some ways too some horrible stuff in our culture so we thank him for that beautiful song and steel pulse before that with earth crisis well let's hear the second part of my conversation with pika and jonathan here they are what is it about your life about being uh, an earthian a terran now here at this time what's the larger meaning of this for you I guess that's a complicated question in some ways. For me, I don't feel like I have a choice in a lot of ways. This is what I've found that has allowed me to survive in the world. I need to feel like I have that connection to to my surroundings. But I do think that it's really important to have these skills at this time because I think that, in particular, our generation is a product of this industrial society that is so set on... Um, discontinuing those connections because I think they pose a threat to the workings of an industrial society Um, and so I do think it's a survival tool even uh, on on many different levels to be able to understand that connection and to foster it because it takes a lot of work and practice to to really have these skills and, and practice them in the right way I think And again, that's why it's so important for me to try and provide this for kids, too, um, because I think that, especially in industrial culture, we're so hungry for any kind of real connection, and that's what this is about for me. (laughs) I think we're we're at a point, yeah, in the history of our industrial culture that we can like look around and say that a lot of the stuff we're doing right now isn't really working all that well you know um and this i think could be like these these traditional skills and could be a way for people to totally realign themselves in their world and have a whole new understanding of what it means to live in a place and you know we've been saying that a little bit but it's important now because if we don't really change some of our kind of baseline assumptions about the nature of our reality, about what this world is, why it's here, why we're on it, I think we're headed for a really bad place. You know, I think we're already in the early to mid stages of ecological collapse and social collapse around the world, and now we're seeing the systems that are kind of built up on that start to fail, you know, the economic and political collapse. So it's... I guess, like, yeah, this could be, like, one tool to start some kind of paradigm shift. Like, that's sort of grandiose when you think about, like, well, it's actually kind of just going out in the woods and picking plants and eating them to some degree. But 
it really does get in your body in a way that other actions that I like other things other hobbies or whatever that I have done don't and it does start to change the way that you see the world around you mm. I think to a friend of mine I really liked his analogy he was saying that the complacency that this culture breeds is leading to that basically the homo sapiens are an endangered species at this point and so these skills are also a healing process of refiguring where we fit into the bigger picture about ten years ago I took a course called the earth activist training so I learned a lot there which sort of blended some of the more typical um, permaculture training with a broader perspective of um, political action as well as wild edibles and wild harvesting and so that was like a culmination of a lot of my interests and from there um, I've learned how to make fire with friction how to sleep in a shelter in the woods without a sleeping bag in the winter using a fire in a particular way I've learned to butcher uh, wild animals I've also raised my own livestock and learned to process them. I've learned how to process a lot of different kinds of fiber to make yarn. Um, let's see, I've learned a lot of different ways to use natural materials to make baskets and um, different kinds of containers and how to tan hides to make clothing um, and leather. I'm just starting to learn archery and made a bow and some primitive arrows so I've been practicing that a lot well thank you both very much for for coming in Pika and Jonathan talking about some of the amazing skills they're learning and I have seen some of the product of those skills I've seen some of the baskets they've made I've seen the high Jonathan tanned a high Jonathan tanned a um, bunch of really cool stuff and uh, as they both mentioned, uh, or as Pika mentioned, the Croca expeditions, there's a link to that on our website and Earth Activist Training, so check that out. And I encourage all of us, myself included, to go do something in that vein, just something, you know. All right, well, it's just getting on. Wow, we've only got about a half an hour left of the show tonight, and here we are celebrating Earth Day, which means acknowledging the beauty and the wonder of this incredible planet, which is the Earth and the sky and the sea, and also acknowledging our, our role in what's happening here, some of which is uncertain and, and some of which is really obvious. <laughs> here is new music from Katie Curtis. This is Paradigms on WBKM. You don't need to worry Some people say You don't worry enough Some people say You better hurry Some people say What's the rush? Hey, 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 hey It's alright, it's okay We can make 
place chauffée au soleil Une fille s'est mise à danser Elle tourne toujours pareil Aux danseuses d'antiquité Sur la ville il fait trop chaud Hommes et femmes sont assoupis Et regardent par le carreau Cette fille qui danse à midi Ainsi sert un jour pareil Une flamme à nos yeux on l'appelait le bon Dieu, l'amoureux l'appelle l'amour, le mendiant la charité, le soleil l'appelle le jour et le brave homme la bonté. Sur la place vibrante des rochots, où pas même ne paraît un chien, ondulante comme un roseau, la fille bondit, s'en va, s'en vient. Ni guitare, ni tambourin Pour accompagner sa danse Elle frappe dans ses mains Pour se donner la cadence Ainsi sert un jour pareil Une flamme à nos yeux À l'église où j'allais On l'appelait le bon Dieu L'amoureux l'appelle l'amour Le mendiant la charité Le soleil l'appelle le jour et le brave homme, la bonté Sur la place où tout est tranquille Une fille s'est mise à chanter Et son chant plane sur la ville Hymne d'amour et de bonté Mais sur la ville, il fait trop chaud Et pour ne point entendre le chant Les hommes ferment les carreaux Comme une porte entre morts et vivants un jour paraît une flamme en nos cœurs Mais nous ne voulons jamais laisser luire sa lueur Nous nous bouchons les oreilles et nous nous voilons les yeux Nous n'aimons point les réveils de notre cœur déjà vieux Sur la place un chien hurle encore Car la fille s'en est allée et comme le chien Hurlant la mort, pleurent les hommes, leur destinée. Jacques Brel with Sur la Place. Now, my French is nowhere near being able to comprehend that song. So, as I usually do, if I have a song I'm going to play or want to play that's in another language, I go to Google and I hit the translate button. And I don't remember exactly what it was about, but it was really about having a sense of place. His songs are always kind of heartbreaking, so it, you know, he's a little depressed, but it was about place, which seemed to fit with, with today's show. Laura Nero before that with Child in a Universe from her Nested album. Uh, I think that's the one. Yes, just wonderful. And Katie Curtis came out with a, an album last year. That one was called Another Day on Earth, and the, the record is, uh, ooh, where is it? It's, I had it right here. Here it is. It's called Stretch Limousine. Great, great stuff. Katie Curtis, so check that one out. Well, hmm, Nina's here getting ready for her show. Got a little little more music left to go. And thought I'd just dip into that Earth Day presence and moment and just sort of ask people to, once again, think about what what has been special for you about being on this planet. You know, Maya was talking about sailing on the sea and... Jonathan and Pika were talking about finding wild food and being in the woods and learning how to 
how to really survive, you know, outside of what we call civilization. But not everyone's going to do those things. Those are pretty intense. One might even say a little more extreme than what most of us are going to do. But we still have our relationship with this planet. You know, even if you live in a city and you've never been outside it, you breathe the air, you eat the food, you drink the water. So just to take some time to be conscious of the fact that here we all are, picture this globe in space, and there's a little over 7 billion of us now being fed and going through our days and all the crazy stuff people do and all the wonderful stuff people do. That's all happening all the time, 24-7 on Earth right now, and you're part of it. Well, let's get into some more music. This is an old one called Safe at Home from the Souther Hillman Furey Band. Remember them?
That's Jefferson Airplane. I'm sure you recognize the the sound of Grace Slick's voice. It's very distinctive. Uh, with the farm and the Souther Hillman Furry Band with Safe at Home, which is something we all like to be and something we kind of are on this amazing planet. So we've got a little more music, and then we're heading out, and Nina will be here with the Sunday Night Crush. But I wanted to let you all know, if you hadn't heard, that the GMO labeling law that the state of Vermont uh, was in the State Agriculture Committee wasn't going to go out of committee. The chairperson was going to not uh, let it go out of committee, but they got uh, her name's Carolyn Partridge, uh, and she got a whole lot of phone calls. And so she did pass the bill out of committee, which good for you. Really appreciate you doing that and all the people who called, all the hard work. Now it has to go before the Judiciary Committee. And the legislative session is just about at an end. So the question is whether or not the governor will extend the legislative session so the Judiciary Committee can do their work, have their hearings, and hopefully we can get this bill passed and get on with that lawsuit from Monsanto and kick their butts. So... If you have any feelings about this, as you can tell I do, you know, if you would like to support the governor and the Judiciary Committee in getting this going, let them know. Let Governor Shumlin know where you're at. Let, I, I don't have the uh, Judiciary Committee names in front of me, but they're easily found on the web. So uh, it's good progress. Vermont, we are poised to be the first in the nation to say we want our food labeled if it has genetically modified ingredients we want to have that choice, and we have a right to have that choice. Everyone everywhere has a right to have that choice. All right, so enough for my rant, enough for another Sunday night of paradigms with you. I can't wait to be back with you next time. Not sure exactly what's coming up, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Hope Earth Day has been working you and that you work it. Take that with you. Have a great week. Stay tuned for the Sunday Night Crush with Nina coming up in just a little bit, and... Uh, I guess that's it. I'm out. Have a great week. This has been Paradigms on WBKM.
been listening to Paradigms on WBKM.org.